0: Well, hello there, dad and lovely listeners. It's a very special mini-sode of the ultimate podcast, which is to say, dad and lovely. Here with the host with the most for today, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben, and I am joined by the most ferocious set of ovaries the horror community has ever seen, and they belong to my wife.
1: Hey, hey, hello. Who that is. It's me. It's Tanta Kate.
0: That's right. And we are here today to be delivering unto you, loyal and lovely listeners, an episode about Ty West's new movie, X, which just came out. We just saw it in the theater, maybe about two hours ago. I was really stoked about this movie. Uh, Ty West has been kind of a favorite director for a while, so we'll talk about some of that stuff. Give you guys a spoiler-free review Then get a little bit more spoiler. We're going to get spoilery with it, as Will Smith once did. Getting spoilery with it, I believe was the song, and give you guys a spoil-filled portion of this episode after that. But before we do, I would like to recognize a a very important date. We are recording this on the one-year anniversary of the loss of our dear buddy, Brandon Suttles, who longtime listeners will remember from our episodes on The Changeling, as well as his special... Preview Palace section of our Psycho episode. Uh, Brandon was an amazing dude. He loved this entire community of listeners, and uh, you guys helped him and his family out so much during his battle of cancer. Today is the one-year anniversary of his death, and um, we just couldn't help but think about him all day, and I think especially watching this movie, because I know that Brandon would have loved this movie.
1: Oh, yeah, he would have gone through it with a fine-tooth comb yeah. and just adored
0: it. Oh yeah, I'm sure he probably would have caught a lot of the more obscure references and homages that probably flew over our heads throughout the entire thing because this is definitely one of those, it's a film-lovers movie, I would say, especially if you like stuff from the 60s and 70s, late 70s kind of era. So I think he really would have picked up on a lot of cool stuff and would have loved it. So in order to honor Brandon's memory, we're going to do ourselves some tequila shots here on the air tequila was always brandon's weapon of choice so it just makes sense that we do it to it well that way
1: tequila and uh key lime rum yeah. which i won't drink anymore <laughs> no so tequila it is yeah,
0: tequila it is so i'll definitely do that in honor of the man himself and of course brandon was also always a fan of showing up to a party with a really 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 nice bottle of tequila and then promptly dumping it into a like
1: lime green bucket. Yeah, a
0: $5 Walmart bucket margarita mix. We'd all just stand in horror and be like, "Brandon, why are you doing this? Why?" And then of course we drink the whole thing and it would be awesome.
1: Yeah, oh, it was always delicious and he was like, "Yeah, cuz it's good." He was you happy to share the wealth. You, you don't want cheap tequila.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you do want a bucket of high fructose corn syrup. Definitely evens out, right? I have a feeling if I had even one of those like bucket margaritas now, I would be hung over for like two days straight. M- meanwhile, Oof. in
1: those days we were having two per party. Oh, yeah. On top of everything. Else. On
0: top of everything else. <laughs> oh my God, man. Youth. Youth. Wasted on the young. So yeah, let's raise up a, uh, a tequila shot to Brandon here. If you're listening, you got a shot of something nice there. Uh, join us in this ritual and honor our dear friend uh, who is a great father. Great buddy and just an overall swell fucking guy. So, to Brandon Suttles, let's do a little shot for the guy. Prost. There's a flavor.
1: Always good to have mouth noises on a podcast.
0: Nom, 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 Yeah, that's fucking delicious, man. That's a new tequila that I got over at Cork's down in the old city, Knoxville. I like And it, it is good. I can't remember the brand. I'll have to post a picture or something. Okay, so anyway, we just got back from C and I was really excited about this movie. Is this one that you were looking forward to? We watched some trailers a while back.
1: Yeah, I had gotten this one and another one, plus hatching, were kind of all confused in my head because I saw all the trailers at Central Cinema, and they mm-hmm. were all kind of coming out March and April.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I had to, like, as we're driving to the movie theater, be like, was this the one where they're shooting a porn, or is this the other one? And it's great.
0: Yeah, dude, yeah. I was really stoked about this. Spoilers, because, it's awesome. Yeah, it is fucking, it's fucking amazing. Like... I fell in love with Ty West movies whenever we watched The House of the Devil with Brandon, actually.
1: Yeah, he loved that movie. Yeah,
0: he loved that one. I think it was Clint might have even brought it over, but we all watch it together. Right,
1: and then he got us to watch The Innkeepers next.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is also cool. House of the Devil is like one of my fucking favorite movies. I've watched that movie so many times. It's got that classic early 80s horror feel, slow burn kind of thing. Uh, I have loved that movie ever since I saw it the very first time. Innkeepers is also really cool. Did you like The Sacrament? Did you see The Sacrament?
1: I don't think I've seen The Sacrament. It's fl- like I remember the poster, but I don't remember anything about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, it's kind of like a found footagey Jonestown situation. I kind of just like wish they would have just gone all in and made it a Jonestown movie where somebody had just filmed some stuff while they were there. It just seemed kind of like a compromise, but it was still pretty cool. Um, and we haven't seen his Western haven't seen that one.
1: I totally forgot about it because I usually can't get you to watch a Western. You're only
0: very recently, recently yeah. into them. Yeah, so I think I will definitely give that one a watch soon. I think it's called like In the Valley of Violence. I think that's what it's called.
1: That's a cool title.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome title. Steve watched it, and he really liked it, so maybe we'll give that a shot sometime here soon. But I was definitely really looking forward to this, and then I started seeing some buddies of mine uh, talking it up, saying a lot of really good stuff about it. And uh, I was stoked, and it absolutely did not let me down. I think it exceeded expectations overall. I thought that it was fucking awesome.
1: I think I was exceeded.
0: Exceeded, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe. All right, all right. Uh, you know, the movie is about a, what was it, 1979? Is that the? 1979.
1: Yeah. It's six people in Texas who are mm-hmm. going to break into Hollywood by filming an artistic movie. Porn.
0: Yeah, yeah. And basically they've rented a place from some old people down on the outskirts of Houston. And uh, they're going to film this uh, adult film while they're out there. And then stuff starts going bad. I'm not going to get too spoiler yet, but I think that if you watch the trailer, you can probably make that out of it. And holy shit, man. This movie, it had me balling my toes up. It had me making fists with my hands. I think I even... Clutched my pearls a time or two in there.
1: You, you were, you were a little clutchy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There is some stuff in this flick that is fucking brutal. Oh my god.
1: I loved. It. I thought everything was very well done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not too that it's just brutal or violent. It's that the way that everything is set up and the suspense leading up to the gruesome stuff is so fantastic. Which of course is something that it did so well with House of the Devil.
1: And like House of the Devil, it is like slow to build. It is. And it's very dark. It is a very dark movie. Yeah. There, there are dark. a lot of people who have their TV screen set wrong that are not going to enjoy this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. Yeah, which is great to see it on a big screen, too, so you can see all the details. The, mu- the movie is, like, beautifully filmed.
1: Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous.
0: Really, really gorgeous, man. And I think there's a lot of stylistic homage, for sure, to that era of filmmaking, especially in terms of, like, some of the editing decisions.
1: There are some that are specific shot for shot. Homages to classic horror films.
0: Yeah. And
1: I love that. Like, I think it's great. But I'm a Tarantino fan, so I have no problem when people are like, here's an homage to a whole bunch of stuff that's from the past.
0: Yeah. And I kind of got a little bit of a Tarantino vibe through quite a lot of this.
1: So it started out for me more as a Rob Zombie vibe.
0: Yeah. It's grimy, it's 70s, classic rocks on the radio,
1: dirty 70s set in Texas. Lots of sex.
0: Sounds like Rob Zombie. Uh, Yeah,
1: it sounds like a Rob Zombie movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Add one dash of Sherry Moon and you're in Rob Zombie turf right away, right?
1: Yeah, but I liked the girl they had and who would be the Sherry Moon character.
0: Yeah, the would-be Sherry Moon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Rob should get her to play Sherry Moon's parts in the next movies because she's a way better actress. Yeah, I liked her. Just saying. Yeah, to me, it really felt like somewhere in between... A Bobby Zed flick and a little bit of Tarantino, which honestly, to say it reminded me of Tarantino is to say it reminds me of a lot of 70s stuff. I mean, right. You know, most of the stuff you recognize as Tarantino ish is actually homages to other stuff that's already been made.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just the 90s version of a 70s shooting style. Yeah.
0: But I also got like some Italian love in there too. Like there are definitely some Fulci oh. shots in there.
1: Yeah. there. Uh, there's a couple of, uh, Argento shots
0: yeah definitely there. one.
1: one very specific that very everybody much. will get and oh yeah who's also Fulci they both did it
0: yeah totally uh, there's a lot of those kind of cool homages in the flick but at the end of the day it still feels unmistakably unmistakably as I like to say like a Ty West flick but I also get a lot of Hitchcock love in this as well I think that especially with all those like overhead shots. There's tons of overhead shots in the movie that really put me in the mindset of like psycho, which they even referenced psycho in the movie. And one of the things that I liked about it the most, which he also did in the house of the devil was just this sense of the characters are in danger, but they don't know that they're in danger. That's something that I think makes the house of the devil work so well. I see a lot of people that are like, Oh, it's too slow and stuff.
1: That's but, also a trigger for you.
0: Oh yeah. Dude. Like there
1: there were several points where you were like, Oh, oh, oh.
0: I'm worried for. Her. Oh. I'm worried and I was for like, you.
1: That's it, fine. It's too early in the movie for her to get maimed.
0: Yeah, totally. But just like knowing that you know shit's gonna break loose, but they're not really sure about it, that's what makes the tension and a slow burn flick so good to me. And again, yeah. House of the Devil did that well, and this does it maybe maybe even better, honestly.
1: As much as I love House of the Devil, I think I love this one more. So definitely yeah. definitely go see. It. I'm afraid to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. So, definitely go see it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I was reluctant to even say it, but like as soon as the credits started rolling, I was like this actually might be his best movie. Now, whether my favorite is still House of the Devil, that's completely, you know, that's completely up to me and my taste, but I think that it's pretty easy to say that this is his actual best movie overall in terms of the the acting, the directing, I think there's also a really great balance of of humor in the movie.
1: Yeah, there were surprising bursts of laughter.
0: Yeah, it's really great because the movie is constantly kind of flip-flopping, especially at the first between you're having a good laugh with these characters and then some really weird shit is going on. Then you're back to the normal real-life stuff of people cutting up on the set of making a porno flick. What do you think about the overall acting?
1: Oh, everybody did a great job. It. To the point where, like, I could probably pick out a handful of movies that I'm aware of, meaning the most mainstream that he probably had his actors watch to be like, this is the feel I'm going for. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: there's definitely like some Texas Chainsaw in there, uh, which, I mean, of course, you're doing a horror movie set in the summertime in Texas in the late 70s. Obviously, you're going to have to compare it to Texas Chainsaw a little bit in there. Uh, The cast overall was freaking great. There was a lot of people in this movie where I was just sitting there going, I know these people from some other flicks that I have watched. And then we looked at the IMDb afterwards and I was like, I'm an idiot. The main character is Mia Goth, who we've seen in like a million things. She was one of the central characters in uh, the Suspiria remake, for example. I don't know why it took me so long to recognize her. I also didn't recognize the girl they kept referring to as Church Mouse as being the the younger sister in uh, Five Cream I knew I recognized her from something. She's like, yeah, she's in the new screen.
1: I, I straight up did not recognize her at all. She's also in the sequel to The Babysitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which
1: I hold is way better than the original Babysitter.
0: I think it's fun. I think it's a fun flick. Kid Cootie was in this movie? What the hell? I didn't know that guy was an actor too.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what he looked like or that would be more impressive to me. Yeah, okay. So on top of that, yeah, seriously, <laughs> like if
0: he walked into the room right now, I would probably also not recognize him. No. Yeah. But he does a really good job. He's he did awesome. He great.
1: I liked his, like, 70s fro. It looked really cool. Yeah. He
0: was really, really good. Special effects, kills, gore. Holy shit.
1: Gore is beautiful. And there's even a bit of gore at the very beginning that's not human gore.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That
1: kind of foreshadows what you're going to see later on. Woof. That is... Fantastic. Wonderfully done.
0: Yeah. Overall, I, I seriously... I, I don't have a lot of complaints about it. Again, I don't know how much more I can say spoiler free, but I don't really have a lot of complaints about this. I think that if you love Ty West style, I think if you love like late seventies exploitation, kind of movies, uh, if you're into maybe kind of into Rob zombie stuff, but wish it could be a lot better. I like agree this. with that. Yeah. Like if,
1: <laughs> if you like house of the devil, if you like Rob zombie stuff, you're going to like this movie. It's yeah. very well done. It's very well acted.
0: So yeah, hugely recommend this, you know, we just watched it once still kind of in the honeymoon phase with it, but I don't see that changing on the rewatch, frankly.
1: Oh no. and I'm like, I'll definitely find more. I could pick apart. Yeah. But for the most part, it's rare that my opinion will change. Even on further viewings. This is going to be one that I'm always going to really like.
0: For sure. So definitely go and check this one out. And from here on out, we're going to be getting into some spoiler territory. So if you've not watched the flick... Viewer, beware. You're in for a scare. Don't let us spoil this for you. Seriously, go and see it. I mean, it's not really like a spoiler-dependent movie.
1: No, there's no big twist or anything. But, no. I mean, it's it's a horror film. You, you know that they're, like, from the trailer, you know they're going to an abandoned house in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and that shit goes south quickly. So there's no spoilers. No,
0: not really. And that there's some weird old people going on here in this movie okay so the bad guys are are we now spoiling? oh yeah we're spoiling we're spoiling the fuck out of it. spoilers ahead spoilers ahead uh the bad guys in the movie are this really elderly couple that own the property that our crew has rented and man alive are they ever creepy as fuck
1: Dude, I loved them. Holy they shit. They are great.
0: Yeah, and the older lady, Pearl, is also played by Mia Goth. Yeah. She's playing two roles in the movie. You we, picked that out way before I did.
1: I picked it out very, and like I I was doing it in my head for even a little bit before I said something to you, and I was yeah. like, God, they look so similar. They look so similar. Mean, she's obviously got a lot of like prosthetics and like, oh, yeah. you know, looks different. And plus like, ancient old lady makeup on top of it. But it's like, I was like they look so similar. They look so similar. And like in some of the dialogue where she's like, oh, you're just like me. This is what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so that's about the second. Like you don't know you're still young. And I was like, that's the same person.
0: The special effects makeup. I got to wonder how long it took to apply all that stuff. It looks awesome. It looks really, really great. I mean, I think it's a bit exaggerated just to make her look freakier
1: Oh, yeah. Well, they both are. I mean, the level of ageism on the actors is extreme. Like, oh, yeah. o- honestly, they look like they're, makeup-wise, they look like they're too old to even drive a car or move around the house by themselves. Maybe
0: be alive. Yeah, they look like they're like 120 years old.
1: So, I mean, it is an exaggerated version, but where it's so dark and moody... It just adds to the creepy factor. of oh, it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I love too that the way that they shot them in the flick. Like, it's probably an hour twenty into the movie, maybe before you even really get a clear look at them and like really see their faces. Like, you just see them in the distance. You see them in the shadow
1: with a bright light behind them, so they're profiled.
0: Yeah, and it's just like it looks like a stooped over old person with a shock of white hair, and that's kind of all that you can make out about. I it.
1: wondered how long they were going. To keep that, yeah, and they they held on to it a lot longer than I thought they they held on to it for so long that I was like maybe we're never gonna see their maybe faces, we just never
0: see yeah which
1: would have been cool too
0: that would have been fine yeah I'd have been okay with that and I think this movie too really plays into the I don't know and, and this might just be me I don't know maybe you have this experience too there's just kind of this feeling especially here in like the southeast where we're from. There's this like feeling of weirdness that I think I had when I was a kid, whenever you were in some, you know, Mima's, Peepaw's, old country farmhouse. There was just always something kind of creepy and eerily quiet about those kind of places around here. I think this movie does a really good job of playing into like farmhouse horror, if that's a thing you want to make up.
1: I don't feel that. I don't have the same level of triggers, fear triggers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, That movie we watched for your show, Honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. That hit a lot more of my triggers than most anything I've seen recently. Mm,
0: mm -hmm. So,
1: like, this didn't really hit anything for me. But I was like, oh, it's a good, creepy movie. Like, it's so good. I'd say,
0: too, though, with you, it's like you were always really tight with your grandparents. Who lived in a very
1: old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. But to (laughs) you, that was a cool place. Whereas, like, I wasn't really close to any of my grandparents. So, like... I grew up with that mindset of like old people's houses are creepy, old people are weird and alien, and I don't know.
1: Your grandparents were creepy. Y-
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Mine so, are cool. <laughs> yeah, yours are cool.
1: They obviously shot them. They were. It was shot in New Zealand. Is that Apparently. right? Apparently, what the fuck? Yeah, and it looks. It looks like Texas, Southern Plains, Texas. Like it. It does a really good job of like swampy Southern Plains, Texas.
0: It's crazy that they shot it in New Zealand, and even in a lot of the wide shots, you can't see Mordor like at all.
1: Yeah, there's no Mordor.
0: I bet they CG'd it out.
1: You think they did? I bet they did. They had to wipe Sauron.
0: Yeah, they had to. They had to get the two towers out of the background and replace it with Houston. Oh, okay. That's probably where a lot of the budget went.
1: <laughs> if I was to guess, I figured it went on that uh, burlesque mural.
0: Or that. I wonder if that already existed.
1: I, it is gorgeous. I hope Fucking awesome. If they painted it, I hope nobody painted over it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I love, again, like I was saying in the spoiler-free section, just the feeling of tension, the feeling of knowing that these characters are in danger. And I think one of the parts where it really got me is we have that scene where Mia Goth is just kind of like waiting for her turn to be in the shoot, and she goes and skinny dips in that pond, and we see that there's this like gator in the pond, That's just kind of slowly following her as she swims back to the dock.
1: And it's one of those beautiful overhead shots. There are so many long, tall, like looking down on the action shots.
0: Yeah. And they're
1: gorgeous.
0: Super cool. But dude, as she's like swimming back to the dock, I was like, girl, you don't know what's fucking behind you. And that's, that's horror in a nutshell, you know? We're the viewer watching what's going on. We're feeling for this person who doesn't know something's coming up behind them. That's fucking Hitchcock shit. Like, that is classic, the root of all horror film stuff. And this does it so fucking well, man.
1: Yeah. And it does a lot, like, storytelling wise, too, of like foreshadowing out, like, kind of how you're going to watch this movie. Yeah. Of like, the cow at the beginning and then the blood on the headlights later. Yeah. And like Oh it's, my God. It's really, really good.
0: Yeah. And there's also a lot of cool like movie within a movie stuff going on here where it's not even getting like super ultra fart sniffy, like fucking inception. But you have like the scene in the, the porno film they're shooting where, you know, it's the farmer's daughter and this guy goes over to this abandoned farm and sexy daughter offers him lemonade. Meanwhile, at the same time, Mia goth's character is being offered lemonade by the old lady there's like a lot of cool just like contrast between maxine yeah maxine and uh you know what's going on in the film versus what's going on in real life i love that they kind of kept playing with that a little bit
1: the editing in this is very very well done there's a lot of like really quick snap edits like what you would see in the 70s of like here's this here's this here's this here's this
0: it's kind of kubricky
1: yeah and it's It's so well done, and the mirror images of, like, here's the horror of it, here's the sex of it is great.
0: Oh, yeah, sex and violence on full display for sure. Yeah, a lot of those shots um, with just those quick snaps to other stuff that's going on, uh, like, the reason I said Kubrick is it really reminds me of the parts in The Shining where, like, Danny is having the vision of the, the elevator full of blood and it'll just snap back to just his face with his mouth open, show the blood, show his face, show the blood.
1: See, it reminded me of a Clockwork Orange, yeah, but that's so, Kubrick, also Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: There's all kinds of cool shit. There's those like Brian De Palma split screen parts in the movie. Oh yeah, they're Fucking so cool. But then
1: they bled together, which is a modern way to do that. Like,
0: Oh, it was awesome.
1: Yeah. It, and so you still had the bar, but the, it, the scene widened out.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like even that, that very first shot of the movie where the camera is in the barn.
1: Oh, I love That is that, that is some cool. 60s, 70s era filmmaking I that it. I love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because basically it's like this bright, sunny day, but the camera is in the barn and the sides of the barn door are making it basically look like it's a square format film. Right. We sat down to watch the movie and I was like, oh, is this like a weird ass format? That's a weird choice. But then as the camera steps out of the barn, as, it's like watching as you the start widen. the
1: movie, the camera slowly tracks in. Yeah. To fill the frame. Make it full screen. It's great.
0: Fucking cool, man. Also kind of a Tarantino way to start the movie where it starts at.
1: There was that foot scene, too. Then
0: there was a foot scene. I know. I was like, <laughs> OK, now my Tarantino <laughs> suspicions are confirmed. But I love the way that it starts with the crime scene. It's like these cops show up and there's like bodies and gore everywhere.
1: And just this giant pile of blood on the porch being drug into the house. Oh my god. It's like what what happened here? What your, happened?
0: And then it, the movie starts with 24 hours earlier. Yeah. I love that.
1: Which is very very like 60s exploitation. Yeah. Which is what Tarantino which is to picked say Tarantino. on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and from there we pick up on like everything that actually happened that transpired to that Grizzly crime scene that we see at the start of the movie. And dude, when I say grizzly, holy fuck. This movie has every manner of fucking brutality in it. Oh, it's good. It's like, you want to see somebody get eat by a gator? We got you covered. You want to see somebody getting pitchforked, prowler style? Got it. You want to see just a fucking lethal ass stabbing? Holy shit.
1: Dude. <laughs> you're touching your throat. <laughs> oh
0: my god, man. Dude, the first kill of the movie when the old lady gets the jump on uh the DJ? The, I think that was his name. RJ. RJ. I think it was RJ, who's just trying to leave. The
1: like the cinematographer slash maybe director kind of. Like he kind like it's it's a anybody who's ever done like a small independent film shoot, like everybody's kind of wearing about five different hats oh, yeah. to do the shoot. And so he's like Mostly the cinematographer. He's got his girlfriend along to run the sound for him, but he's still kind of controlling the sound. But then he's also watching the shots like a director would. And he's like, so he's like, this is going to be cinematic. It's oh, going yeah. to be like he's so like pure and like, no, this is art. This is an art house film. Like, yeah, it's porn, but we're gonna make it pretty so that people can see it.
0: He's got high hopes. Yeah, bless his heart. I know. <laughs> and dude, whenever she gets the jump on him and fucking stabs him in the neck and he It's so Oh good. my god, dude. And he's like walking off and the neck is uh, the knife is still in his neck. And He falls down and dude whenever she just starts stabbing at his neck. It's it's like, you know, whenever I listen to these true crime podcasts and they're, they'll talk about how, you know, whenever the cops found the guy, he was like nearly decapitated, he'd been stabbed so many times. That's what this looks like. Like oh, she yeah. damn near decapitates him.
1: Oh, yeah, he he absolutely is Nearly beheaded.
0: Oh, my God. And then, like, she does that, like, dance, because she used to be a dancer, just that slow dance over his fucking body. To
1: Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, my God. It's, it's so good.
0: Cool. Well, it's like, during the stabbing, it's playing that, and that's some, uh fuck. Kev Bickerdike, help me. What's the word? Dianetic. No, no. Dianetic is L. Ron Hubbard's book. <laughs> fuck, that's not what it's called. When the the music is occurring in the movie and we're hearing it. I know what you're saying. I Diagenic?
1: Don't know the- I mean, I believe you. That sounds fancy. I believe you. Let's go with
0: that. Let's go with that one.
1: I, I can look it up on my uh, pocket computer.
0: Nah, let's just let me butcher words like I do.
1: All right, the people they
0: like it. Uh, yeah, so Don't Fear the Reapers, like playing there on his stereo, and it's like right as the solo is like hitting that that weird climax is when the violence starts, and then when she goes to dancing, it's this like this like aria that she's hearing in her head that she dances to. Then it's it like, fades back to reality. Yeah. God, dude, and the way that like the blood like splattered on the headlights and then made all the lighting red, that's fucking cool.
1: Which is Italian horror.
0: Or Intruder. You remember that? The blood gets on the light bulb?
1: I love that movie. That's a silly fucking movie. <laughs> How have we not
0: done that on the show? Steven. Because Steve. Steve. I blame Steve. I blame Steve. So awesome. Oh, my God, dude. Like, that first kill really puts it in perspective as far as, like, what the fuck you're in for the rest of this movie.
1: Oh, well, I mean, from that point forward, it is just you're either on the edge of your seat going, where are they? Or then watching violence unfold.
0: And I like, too, how, you know, I don't think there's anything in this that's terribly unrealistic. Like, it's not like you have these 100-year-old people that are, like, picking up these youths and body slamming them or anything crazy
1: uh, No, nor are they like chasing them through the fields and no. then, like they're like they move slow and they're like stumbling and stuff but that's part of also why the kids are getting close to them yeah you know because they're like oh like are you lost are you scared it's are okay like i'm fine and then it's like nope murder
0: yeah well that's the thing is like it's easy for an old person to get a jump on you because you just don't suspect. They seem so feeble. They seem so frail. But if you
1: get stabbed in the neck, eh, you're stabbed in the neck. Yeah, and he did. Like he wandered away, and so she just kind of let him wander, knowing that like eh, this is well, a it's gonna, you're going to collapse, gonna and then I'll get you.
0: Yeah, and you get the impression that uh, this is certainly not their first rodeo. Doing this, it seems like there is a long-standing history of the two old people luring these uh, young people like a like a like a, a, a spider with a web.
1: That's why he got mad when there were more people in the farmhouse cuz they were used to just oh, loaning it out yeah. to single men.
0: That's an easier target. Was, yeah. yeah.
1: And he was like, I didn't know you were bringing all these people with you.
0: I forgot about
1: that. That because that's they'd rented it out to that dude in the
0: the Volkswagen the, or yeah, whatever.
1: The car that was in the river.
0: Uh I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's like not according to their plan. They were just wanting to get that one dude.
1: One single guy because she's sex starved.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: the movie deals. I loved that. Like that it's was awesome. that yeah. was the reason why they did it was because this old lady was so sex starved and he had such a bad heart that he was no longer like he could not have sex with her anymore. So they were just finding these young men. And murdering them so she could have a dick to ride.
0: It sure did seem that way. Holy fuck.
1: That's that is dark.
0: grim ass shit. That seems like something that there would be a true crime horror podcast about that is probably, almost certainly already happened somewhere in history. Probably oh. in America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. But I love, too, how like they never go out of their way to give us flashbacks of when they did this the first time or give us some other little narrative of, like, this is how that person ended up here, and that was their second kill. They never really explain all that
1: much. Oh, no, that's part of why I loved it so much is I don't like it when movies over-explain everything. Like, stop dumbing down your story for the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, let us us just sit with this with you. Like, we just jumped into this storyline, and all of a sudden these old people are murdering everybody, and then all of a sudden they lock... A church mouse in the basement and there's a dude strung up with his pants around his ankles he's Ugh. very dead
0: fucking course just
1: hanging on the ceiling with a naked torso and waist Ugh. like that shit is there's fucked no up. explanation whatsoever and then it's still much later when you see the car in the river yeah and it's it's between seeing him and seeing the car That you see the man and wife talking, and he's like, "No, we gotta go get them. They're scattering." Like, and you're like, "Oh shit! They're used to doing this. This is a plan."
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a miniature version of the Sawyer family in Texas Chainsaw, where this is just something that they do and they have always done, apparently,
1: or at least you know done for the past fifteen years for a minute or two. Yeah, I think the movie
0: too, and and I, I think that it's a very deliberate choice by casting Mia Goth as. The young, uh, you know, would be porn star actress, as well as the ancient, scary old lady. I think the movie is dealing a lot with something that that is very underrepresented, which is aging and its effects on sexuality and how, you know, the everybody everybody loses their beauty at some point, and we assume that they also lose their sexuality with it. No, you don't. Old people like to bone.
1: I have a very and. I think my sister's the only family member who listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh. But I have a very, very clear memory of being in the car with my mother. And I don't think I'm in a car seat, but this was back in the 80s when you only had to be in a car seat if you were not potty trained. No, there wasn't
0: seatbelts. Fuck it.
1: We had seatbelts. <laughs> but like, it was basically like, are you potty trained? You don't have to be in a car seat yeah. level. And... Um, I have a very clear memory of being in the minivan with my sister beside me who might have been in a car seat and we're driving and I don't remember how the subject came up, but I remember my mom being like, oh yeah, sex is lot, lots of fun. You have to be married, but adults really enjoy having sex. Your grandparents still have sex all the time.
0: Wait, wait, TMI here. And, and team
1: me just being the small kid going, oh, uh, uh. Uh. But it's a thing. You've got that conversation after the first day shoot where they're like, I'm young. I'm beautiful. I like to fuck. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to be this way forever. Might as well enjoy it while we can. It's like, no, you're still going to like to fuck. You just might have problems with it.
0: And you might be old and ugly.
1: Might need to uh, go kill people to do it. (laughs)
0: Maybe you do. I don't know. (laughs) I love that Mia Goth did both roles. It's like she is staring her own future in the face. I mean, as an actress and as the character in the movie where, you know,
1: this woman was a dance, like she's wanting to be an actress and like, you know, make a better life for herself. And this woman was a dancer and she was like, nope, you're going to end up just like me.
0: Yeah. Life didn't work out the way I wanted it to is what she kind of keeps saying. Like God didn't give me the life I wanted. And then you've got the young actress being like, I deserve a life that I want she's very adamant about this is
1: not the life i deserve is that what she kept saying something
0: like that yeah they're two sides of the same coin those two characters i think like one whose life is working out and she's young and successful the other one who is ancient and just looking in the rear view and thinking about everything that went wrong and she does such a good job as both too
1: yeah she oh yeah and they don't like honestly it was the eyes that gave it away for me Mm. because like all of the physicality of the both parts are completely different
0: oh man right yeah, just her physicality as the old lady is amazing, especially during like that dance scene where...
1: She's still moving very old. Yeah, but like she stiff. looks
0: like she trained as a dancer a really long time ago. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, Mia Goth being is in Suspiria, we know that she does have dance skills. Right. But the way that she interprets is as, you know, what if I was a dancer 80 years ago? How would I do these moves? They'd be slow and like almost... It was like Not almost Tai Chi. Extended. Yeah, it was almost like Tai Chi-ish, like watching old people do Tai Chi in the park. Yeah. And the old guy was so creepy, too.
1: Oh, man, he was good. Ugh.
0: He was just like every angry Southern papa that you've oh, ever yeah. met.
1: I- I've definitely known a guy who looked a lot like him. Not as old looking, though, from like when I saw him. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs>
0: And those kills, dude, like I said, like the stabbing one is nuts. The the alligator one is crazy.
1: The shotgun was a surprise.
0: It was a surprise, yeah. It's just brutally violent out of nowhere.
1: I don't think anything was as shocking as that House in the Devil gunshot.
0: Boy, that was Are just you the like, babysitter? Oh, shit.
1: No. sense boom. Like it's that is one of my favorite kills in any horror movie. Like it's just so shocking it's and so sudden. out of nowhere. And then there's just blood and brains instantly all over the camera. Mm -hmm. Nothing hit like that for me, but it was still like it had that same tone, like the knife, the gunshot. Now the fingers.
0: Oh, oh, my God. That one did take me by
1: surprise. I actually like like gasped and sat back in my seat, which I very rarely do. I kind of
0: wonder how they did it. Because, like, her arm was just reaching through that door trying to find the latch. And then just out of nowhere, he's, like, beating on her hand with, is it the gun barrel? I don't even know what he was using. Was it a wrench? I couldn't tell. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, it it was was very.
1: Well, he doesn't. It's not a beat. It's like you're watching this, like, very tense moment of her, like, trying to find the lock. And she's struggling to reach it. Because in my head, I'm going, why did you break? the panel furthest away from the door. Knob. I
0: know. Right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like stupid. Go with the one that's closer.
1: Yeah. And then as, as I'm watching this, like out of nowhere, her fingers are gone. And he's like, I told you to stay in the cellar.
0: Oh fuck.
1: It was so good.
0: I was just so tense watching this movie. It's just like, I just constantly knew something terrible was about to happen. And then I was like, never really prepared for it when it did. I mean, even like those shots where, you know, the dude is looking out of the barn and there's like those holes in the side of the barn.
1: You know, it's coming. Yeah. The three knots on the wood in the barn have been bored out. So it's just holes and you know, it's coming. You're like, this movie is two seventies. Do not put your eyeball up to a hole in some wood to see out. Like, don't do it.
0: I make it a point to never directly put my eyeball near any hole. Any hole. Damn. I've heard that's how you get pink eye, too. Or killed in a horror movie. That is how you get pink eye. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that's how that works. So, like, you know that that's coming. And, yeah, he gets, like, pitchfork through the eyes. And I I, I love, again, that editing choice. This was so fucking cool to me where that happens.
1: That was the scene I wanted to rewind. Oh, my God. Like, I wanted to rewind it to see it again in, like, slow motion.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it completely just, it took me by surprise because it went in a direction I didn't think it was going to. Where we see that sudden flash, where he gets jabbed in the eyes, and then we're with Homegirl from from Scream, Old Church Mouse there, and she is down in the cellar looking for a flashlight, and it's super creepy, it's super tense. It's the cellar of an old farmhouse. She's there alone with the old guy, and she reaches up to that light bulb to grab the chain, and in my head, I'm just like, oh my god, she's gonna click the light bulb and she's gonna see a grisly murder scene down there or whatever. She clicks the chain and immediately as we're expecting to hear the sound of the click, it shoots back over to dude getting the pitchfork being pulled out of his head.
1: It was so good. It's just such a fucking beautiful editing.
0: Yeah. There's so much stuff in this where I'm like, what made you think to do it that way? That's so cool. The
1: theater and we saw it, you know, midday on a Sunday. So it wasn't like super crowded. And we were at Central Cinema. Pretty small yeah um but the theater itself reacted loudly to the nail in the foot scene.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, man. Like the
1: whole theater, you could feel them go.
0: Ah. Uh, I did, man. I definitely curled up.
1: <laughs> it was so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Fucking awesome, man. Yeah. They gave me the Home Alone PTSD. Just walking around in your underwear in a barn. In a barn. That's a
1: bad idea, guys.
0: You should never do that.
1: Like, I want to go find some interviews with Ty West and see what he said about it.
0: Yeah. I'd like to hear about like his influences, the stuff he was thinking about going into this.
1: Like, there's so many clear homages Yeah, that he definitely had things in his head of what he wanted to like the tone mm-hmm. and it, they nailed it it's great
0: and then after the credits
1: oh the stinger what and the I, hell and Ben was like yeah I think there's a bit of a stinger at the end so I'm just expecting like I don't know. Maybe one of the bodies being like...
0: Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Just like,
1: you know, 20 seconds of something. No, it's a full fucking trailer for the next movie. Yeah. which is Exciting. A
0: prequel about Pearl, the old lady. It's just called Pearl. I I guess apparently like while they were filming it... What is it you read? There was like a two... So yeah,
1: on IMDb, there's only like six bits of trivia at this point of recording. And it was... They shot the whole thing in New Zealand and as they were shooting it, Ty West asked, what's your name?
0: Uh, Mia Goth.
1: Mia Goth. Ty West asked Mia Goth if she would be willing to shoot another movie, a prequel, all about Pearl being, you know, and how Pearl got to be this way. And Mia Goth said yes, because they already had the sets and they had the shoot and like they had the crew out there. Yeah. So he went ahead and because like you had, you know, it's COVID. And so he had a two week hotel quarantine and in the hotel quarantine for those two weeks, he wrote Pearl, which will be the prequel coming out, according to IMDb, late 2022.
0: I will absolutely fucking watch that. Yeah, I can't wait.
1: I will absolutely Of course I'm going to be in the theaters to see it.
0: Yeah. 'Cause that character God, that character of Pearl, man, like she's I wanna this know sad old creature that is just so obsessed with yeah, being sexually gratified, but also like still being beautiful and also still so angry about how she was supposed to be a star in life, but because of the wars and stuff it didn't work out. I wanna know more about that character. That's fucking fascinating. Oh yeah. So I am totally here to watch that shit. Ty West is just fucking awesome, man. That guy knows how to I make... I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing. Like, he knows how to make movies that make me just happy to watch. Yeah. First impression, I'm like fucking 10. I can't really think of anything I would change.
1: I mean, I never give anything a 10 because I was taught by Miss Mm. Shout out to all the great teachers of the world.
0: Shout out to the Gan fans there's, out there. There's
1: no such thing as a... A one hundred or a ten. Like there there's not. Everything can always be improved on. I would probably give this a solid like eight and a half, maybe eight and three quarters.
0: All right. Pretty high praise coming from you. I predict Steve will really dig this one too.
1: Oh yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't love this movie. No.
0: There's just a lot to love about it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. Support original fucking horror movies, y'all.
1: Please. Like go like if I had the time to go see it a second time in theaters, I absolutely would. Oh, totally, totally. It, it's wonderful.
0: It's also just one of those movies I would love just to sit down and, and show people.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, as soon as it is released, we're going to be buying and showing everyone. I, I was about to say passing around, but that doesn't happen anymore. No,
0: nope, nope. Can't pass around a cloud.
1: I can't. I can't send home my friends with, like, a stack of DVDs.
0: No, those days are gone, aren't they? <laughs> But yeah, definitely check this one out. Loved it. And I hope that you guys did as well. Thanks so much for listening to this dead and lovely mini-sode. If you enjoy the show, be sure to support us over on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that other stuff. We have a Linktree page. That's the easiest way to find all of our stuff. So just look up old Linktree, dead and lovely, and I'm sure that you will find what you are looking for. Hope everybody there is doing well. Stay safe. Stay wealthy and wise. And don't put your eyes near any holes. None. None. None at all. Catch you guys later. Bye.
1: Bye.